and welcome to the Amber Spycast, your one-stop shop for all things his dark materials. Uh, I am joined with two wonderful, by two wonderful hosts that will steer this ship through the murky waters of the Amber Spyglass book novel, uh, and we will touch on his dark materials on HBO slash BBC um, episode two. A lot to get at, guys. Joanna, how are you feeling about? digging through this material this way. I'm very torn. It's yeah, it's a little hard. I mean, I, I give us all a little bit of grace knowing that we all had different things that were happening during this time. And so we, we kind of lost a lot of our footing in the beginning um, with the book, but um, I, I'm having a hard time. I'll be honest. I'm having a hard time watching the subtle knife on screen Um and and reading the book because I'm starting I I, I get them mushed together. Um, I know yes. I remember in ep, in episode one when when I think when Lyra wakes up I thought it was something I thought I won't say what it was but I thought it was like apart from the amber spyglass and I was like what is it was very discombobulating for me. Um, but the the show is I, I'm liking it a lot a lot. Travis, yeah, this, this your, season yeah. of the show, I am a much bigger fan. All in. Yeah, uh, last season it felt uh, small and just not, not. I wasn't engaged. This season, um, I feel like the 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 canvas. They're painting on a larger canvas, and um, it it works for me. I mean, we talked a little bit last week about how much, uh, you know, Chittagaze looks exactly the way we, we think it should. And, um, you know, they're spending a lot more time in, I think seeing Lyra in our world where they don't have to rely on their sets is doing the show a serious service because now I see Lyra on a bigger campus and in a, in a bigger world and it works a lot better for me. And, you know, there's a lot more, or have been a lot more outdoors, um, you know, shot outdoor shots. Uh, you know, Lee Scoresby, is he, I can't recall if he's in episode two, but um, yeah, um, a lot of uh, really good things that I am enjoying a lot this season. I have little demons on my shoulders while I watch this, the, while I watch the, the show, little Travis demon, little Joanna demon. And I'm thinking sometimes about what you guys also have sort of thought about and the, and some of the things that you guys talk about the show and the last season's lack of demons being everywhere was something that mm-hmm. just kept coming up. I think they addressed that. There are lots mm-hmm. of demons They're all over the this place. Season. Yes. Oh. You know, it's like a random person will walk by and you'll see like a demon on their shoulder. And it's like, I don't think they would have done that last year. Yeah, no, there are lots of demons. Um, it's mm-hmm. it's extremely noticeable. And I, I did the same thing. You know, I, I remembered what we talked about last year and uh, I'm, I'm incredibly impressed by the improvements this year. Well, before we get into episode two of season two, uh, we have a little bit of ground to cover for um, the Amber Spyglass, our namesake book. Um, We covered quite a bit of ground last week, and we even kind of dipped into where we're going to talk about what we're going to talk about this week. Um, We're touching on chapters 25 through 30. We spent a little bit time uh, out of of order time on chapter 26, which we may touch on a few of those things because we left out some details. Um, but we kick off, uh, chapter 25, Mrs. Coulter is in the midst of quite the epic, the thing about the Amber Spyglass, and I wrote, this is like the first note that I have here. Is this two seasons? Can they get all this into one season? I'm so glad you said that because that was what I thought last night as I was watching the episode four was that there's no living way they're going to be able to get through all of this in one season. Not the way that they've pa- they've paced this series. It's just not possible. I agree. And subtle knife, they're really like we're getting all the subtle knife. Like yes. they're very, they're leaving very little out, considering that episode four, which we're not going to talk about today. But where they are in the book on episode four, and and this is going to be eight episodes, right? Pro, yes. Yeah, I, I think last season was eight. I'm assuming it's eight episodes. 
So we're, we're essentially at the halfway mark. Mm-hmm. If you look in the subtle knife, what happens or what is going to happen in episode five and sort of the teaser uh, is, is pretty far into the book. So mm-hmm. they really are world building here. And I think that the introduction of Will in season one, which we all liked, actually, and we came around to it. Yes. That's actually mm-hmm. also paying dividends back to the show because they did not have to spend all all that time introducing him and explaining who the heck he is. Mm-hmm. It's like you got mm-hmm. all of that. We would have had to have seen all of his story, his mom, all that stuff would have had to happen in The Subtle Knife. We would have just been getting to yes. Chittagaze. Yes, and there's no way because think about how much more has to happen yeah. in this. In yeah. this. Yeah. So that's working out. That's working really well for me. So, you know, reading this book, I'm we are you know we're pretty deep into it. We're three quarters of the way through the book, maybe a little bit further. And it's like this sequence with the hair bomb mm-hmm. is so epic, and it's like don't cut this out. I could see a world where they could sort of take the whole thing out, except for ultimately what the bomb causes is going to be very important at the end of the book. Mm-hmm. They could come up with another way to do that. But this is so solid. And then Roke and Marissa being together and doing doing what they're doing and how involved uh, her demon is. Her demon, It's I hate, hated, I have hated her demon so much. But I've I've come to appreciate this demon quite a bit more as this book has played on. Very like resourceful demon. Smart. Yes. And not to talk too much about the show again, but what happened in the most recent episode, again, because I know Joanna hasn't watched it, so I don't want to spoil it. Oh my god, Joanna. What, what happens in the most recent episode? Um really explains to us why the the, the monkey is that way. Why it had to be. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot they're getting right. Yes. And, and I mean, again, we can, oh, God, I want to talk about it so bad. After we're, uh, I know. haven't watched it yet. Okay. Maybe Travis, you have to We should do a reaction like video. Yeah. Um, it's, so, so this sequence, and what's so great about it, and the, it's so cinematic, is, is this, the idea of like this hair bomb is, is almost funny. It's it's yes. it's almost funny. It's just shy of funny, and the only reason it's not funny is because it's it's written really well. But they do keep talking about the the lock of hair and all this stuff, and I'm picturing this giant beryllium sphere, you know, with like all kinds of doodads on it, and, and hair right <laughs> in the middle, a piece of hair. Like it. <laughs> it's so bizarre. But then he writes this kick butt sequence where the demon is is trying to get the hair out of it before it detonates. Yeah. Yeah. Where you have, what's his, what's his name? What? Oh, gosh. Huh? Lord Roke? The guy. No, 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 no. The monkey? No, no, no. The, um, uh, the, the, uh, magisterium guy. Oh, McPhail. Oh, uh, McPhail. Yeah. Father McPhail. Yes. Getting him, committing to sacrifice, relishing his martyrdom. Yeah getting inside mm-hmm. of this machine while his lizard is legit not on board. Not, not on, on board, board at all. <laughs> like you think they're, they're basically two halves of the same hole. <laughs> this lizard is like, <laughs> I don't want to do this. <laughs> you know, it's kind of intense, which is still kind of two halves of the same hole. Cause I mean, just think about all the times that you've gone through life and been like, you know, part of me wants to do this, but uh, the other part of me does not want to do this at all. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, it's, it's so accurate. And and that that sequence with him getting him 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 getting inside of this machine the, the the panic that Marissa is having because she's she really has come full circle on Lyra and feeling the 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 need to protect her mm-hmm. and feeling that connection to her that maybe she hadn't felt earlier in the books and then the monkey demon clawing around inside this machine and then like they're getting like what she gets whacked in the noodle pretty hard yeah it knocks the thing back in and there's basically he gets almost all the hair out maybe there's one piece of hair left in there marissa gets like a glint of a single thread of hair that is still inside the machine and you're just like mm-hmm. oh no like 
all of that could play out in a really amazing, it plays out in my head and in the book. Amazing. So it doesn't need to be mm-hmm. any more awesome than it already is, but I could see that really being pretty special on screen. You know, the other th- the, the thing I'm trying to to wrap my brain around, um, and I really shouldn't be talking about this from the TV perspective, but I'm going to is, um, you know, how they're going to do Lord Rogue. Okay. Mm. Pause there. And I want to get, you guys' opinion, both of you. I kept thinking, especially when Roke climbs into her coat, mm-hmm. he's he's in, he's sort of crawling around, and, and I love how he's like, I can be seen right now. I know that, but I have to get close. And I'm right. the only reason that people don't see me is because I'm small, but I am out in the open. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's small, but, like, visible. You know, you can see, like, you know, a cat walking through the room. You can see. They're small, but you can see them. When he climbs to her coat, I had a real significant feeling of like what the Ents and the Hobbits were and mm-hmm. how that looked and how it didn't quite work. And the concern that they would be able to pull that off, as you said, Travis, is kind of I had that same thought. I was like, how do they pull this off? But then Are I they, think about Ant-Man. They've got you know. that was a two hundred million dollar movie. I mean, that's true. Can that's they true. sure they could pull that off? Mm-hmm. But are they going to try to do with force perspective, which could also work? I just watched Elf the other day. That works pretty well. Yeah. It would have to be more. I mean, what are they? How tall are they? Eight inches or something? Yeah. Hey, I, I want like Bob I Newhart to play the uh, Lord Rogue. So. <laughs> I, would <watch> <laughs> I would watch that. It would be great. Um, what do you think, Joanna? What do you think about sort of visualizing this being on screen? I I, I don't know. I was, you know, I I, I feel like... Um, the budget is going is the is like the crux here because you're right, Travis. Like you're like they did it in Ant Man. I'm like yeah, they did it in Ant Man. They Alex like yeah, two hundred million dollar budget. I'm like oh, I, I I don't I don't know. I mean, I I'm hoping what I'm hoping is that it it's it's done in such a way. And I am I am not in this way inclined. Like I don't know terms and like about any kind of that techie stuff that that kind of you know special effects stuff but I'm just hoping that it doesn't have the look of like when they de-age someone do do you know what I mean yes like yeah where the face is just slightly off just a little plastic yeah and something about yeah yes and there's just this there's just this aura about it that is so distracting it's so distracting to me I can't help you know we watch Gemini a movie with Will Smith, Jack wanted to watch it. And I looked up, you know, like what was appropriate or inappropriate in it. And we watched it. And I, I mean, A, I hated it. But B, I was just <laughs> like, I could not stop looking at this guy's face and just like, focus. You know, like I couldn't get, and I'm hoping that whatever they do do, that they they can steer away from any kind of, of digitizing that will create that effect. Because I find it to be more distracting than than enhancing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it, what's so kind of overwhelming about sort of approaching this is that that they're not just side characters. They're not just some. They don't just mm-hmm. play in the background. They are significant. <laughs> you could you could build a giant set and have them stand in it, and they would look small. But they're they're so integrated with the other characters. It's not like they're always on a shelf somewhere talking. You know, they're yeah, they're flipping around, kicking you with the their time. heels and all that stuff. Oh my God! And, and, and this had this has great sequences where he's using his spurs so much. Mm-hmm. Roke is, and it's like losing its potency, you know. Um, potency, yeah. Love that, and and like he uses he uses a little bit of it on um, on a witch, you know. This witch like kind of howls from, but she lives. Mm-hmm. She falls, but she lives. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like just a little by little. It's very. Um, uh, Oh man, I, I just love the Galvis. We we all three of us have been on record as saying how much we love them and how much we were looking forward to reading about them again. And here we are. They're just they're just wonderful creations, you know. I feel like when the world opens again and we uh, get to go someplace, we should cosplay as Galvespians. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm, so, I'm so tall. I That's would, why it would be uh, hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going to ask a, a really stupid question because I read this chapter several times. I listened to this chapter and and on the audiobook. This is outstanding, by the way. I 
must have been washing the dishes at the wrong point each time because I don't, I still don't get what the bomb was supposed to do specifically. I'm as I read this, I get this is like it's like it's got the power of a nuke. And something I want to want to discuss at some point is this in fact the her world's uh, nuclear um, bomb. Because in my mind, it's uh, perfect. Me- it's it's a it's that metaphor for splitting an atom. You're taking one thing and turning it into two things, mm-hmm. and that's what they're doing here. They're taking one individual and splitting it into two. Why her hair? I get it, it's it, supposed to do something bad to Lyra, but what? To me, that was the link between the two, and the, I, I kept thinking of the lodestone resonator and how it was able to sort of transmit through universes. Oh, we're going to quantum entanglement again? That it was there was a quantum entanglement element where that's how they could kill Lyra remotely. Like it was okay. a way to kill her mm-hmm. remotely, and it had to have so much power, which is why they had to do an intercision, uh-huh. that they would be able to reach through universes and kill her where she, where she stood. Mm-hmm. Okay. The explosion yeah. on site, there wasn't, wasn't necessary. Really, yeah. There really wasn't much of one there. You know, the, the big explosion, all the fire was because of uh, Azriel. Because you know, he, was lit, he lit one of the balloons on fire. Yeah. So it, it well, really did. Because, oh, sorry. But maybe it's because there wasn't all the, like, there was only a tiny little bit of her hair there. And maybe, in you know, I mean, maybe the potency of it was dependent on the amount of that sort of connection. And if it was only that little hair, it wouldn't have had that as strong of a connection if they would have had that whole lock that maybe would have, you know. Because it, it couldn't, it wouldn't, it didn't even reach her, but it caused enough, you know, it exploded because that was what it would do. You know, I mean, it like, that was its job and it did its job to explode, but because it didn't have all the hair, it was, it was, it was a minimal one. Yeah, wherever, yeah we're at, wherever, you know, the, that's a great moment is when Will has to sort of cut off this hair that had been snipped in the dark with the right. light of a dragonfly. Yeah. On. It's so amazing. Cut it all the way to the root. Cut it to the root with the knife, cut a hole, toss it in the hole. And it's like, do this right now, because this is happening right now. And I wonder, did they, okay, yeah. now that I get that, did they, like, destroy that world? That's, well, we we don't get to that point. Well, we do, we do kind of get to that at the end of the last th- He throws it in, and he, see, and he closed it. It, in, it creates this chasm that, mm-hmm. that Azriel sees at the end of chapter 30. This is what it's basically a void. It has created a void in the center of the earth or the center of wherever this earth is. Like this big null space. Right. Wow. He saw like ghosts climbing out of it. Yeah. But it's like basically a bottomless pit. That's what that was. That's the pit where if you fall, you'd starve to death and. Yep. Never hit the, okay, okay. He, he cuts it. into just rock, right, Joanna? I mean, I feel like when he cut through, they were still pretty far down. So he just cuts into, like, mm. rock and yeah. tosses it in there and closes tosses it up. It and it blows up whatever's inside of there. And it's such a powerful explosion that it still shakes their, their universe. Yeah. That's how crazy it is. Mm-hmm. So it's still wow. very strong. Yeah, but, but, in, but like, you know, the, the strength of it was, like, teleported. Right. To where she was. And it's so interesting that, you know, to cut it down to the root, because I was thinking, like, well, how, if there was, what, any any little bit left? And I know the knife is, like, beyond like you'd have sharp. to shave it. Like, you would really have to shave, but you, you still have hair in your follicle. I mean, he's, like, separating, like, the molecules when he's, you know, using the knife. So maybe he's, like, completely taking that piece of hair, connecting it from her. And it and, severs it for like the connection. Yeah, like disentangle, like quantum disentanglement and throwing. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is where we, we see Lee and and John. You know, right at this moment, it's kind of yeah. like, okay, not only do you have to reckon with you just seeing these dead friends, <laughs> they're like telling you, "Hey, do this right now," <laughs> and then <laughs> do it fast. And it, I'm serious. <laughs> it was like kind of intense. I came back to life just to tell you this. um, Did we touch on um, the harpy saving Lyra last week? When she fell? When she she fell? fell? I don't know that we did. I don't don't know that we did. Is this when she gives her the name? That was towards the, that was when they, they're about to leave. Yeah. Yeah. But, but like part of it is they really did have a connection. Mm -hmm. Um, And so no name 
does rescue her from doom. And, and mm-hmm. it, there's, there's great, there's more great moments there with that sort of guttural scream that Will is casting out because he knows he's helpless to save her and her. Like she has, a, I think she has kind of a moment about how comical it was that she was losing her balance a little bit, but then she just started to fall and was like accepting of her doom in a weird way. Like she was like, Oh, I guess this is it. Cause she gets to the edge of it and she's like, I can't do anything and I'm just going to fall. And like, no one can stop looking at it. It's like someone who's slipping on ice. So you can't stop while you're waiting for them to fall down. All the mm-hmm. ghosts are just literally watching and they can't turn away. Will can't, he knows he can't turn away as she's about to fall. And I'm thinking, I, I'm part of it because I knew the book already. I'm like, come on, no name. Where are you? Come on, come, go get her, go get her, go get her. Um, <laughs> But it made me think more about this, well, how big No Name is, too. No Name is, like, this, the same size as us. Is that, I don't think so. Right? So I that's think, a lot of I work. I think so. Yeah. So picking, you know, grabbing a person and lifting them up is not easy. And, they, and they, she certainly strained to get, to get Lyra out of that chasm. Mm-hmm. Another oh, in, yeah, I couldn't another have been trying to lift my, like, 12 or 13-year-old you know, my youngest daughter is pretty slight and I don't know, you know, just the idea of like, and, and you know, and I, I love how then she, as she, you know, it doesn't work at first. And so she's like holding Lyra and she's just, you know, trying to try and trying and, and then it finally, yeah. And then, and then it finally caught and, and I love that. I love, she kisses her mm-hmm. and, and it's so, it was such a beautiful moment. You know, she, she gives, is, does she kiss her when she gives her her name? Is that what I'm trying to Yeah, remember? she kisses both of her cheeks. Yes. And, and it's just like such a, you know, and it's just such a thing. Like it, it's a beautiful thing. And, you know, just watching again, how Lyra's character changing, you know, that the, the maturity of her character and the depth of her character, she's moved through these books and, you know, be, and just seeing her as the beautiful thing she was, and kissing her. It was, it was very sweet. To me, it's really interesting that Pullman is not only able to write, you know, scenes of extremely deep philosophy, but he, he can write a darn good action scene. Like that's really the thing. Like these are two back to back, really edge of the edge of your seat action scenes. Mm He, it's really, it's really amazing to me. Like the, 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 the 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 his the ability to do both and there are very few authors i think who who can do this like i i i know he does not like being compared to jk rowling at all and um i'm uh, you know but i'm going to do it for a moment um comparing this um to like a, a harry potter that still is you know fairly simplistic fairly you know two dimensional it's just amazing. Like, you know, Rowling can write uh, an okay action scene. Like she's, she's pretty good. She can, she can do her uh, regular Quidditch matches and all that stuff. But this was just, just, just kind of blowing you away kind of thing. I was just very impressed. Yeah. The intensity of it. And I was thinking about that when we had first started talking about the, the, the scene with the, you know, the hair bomb. I, I remember reading it. And my, I was reading it frantically mm-hmm. and my mind's eye was, cre- and it was like this mini movie in my head. And it was like, it was amazing. It was so on the edge of your seat, you know, and, and it's not just, and that's the thing. It wasn't, it's not just that he's writing and being able to give you this sort of action and suspense, but he's still able to write with such imagery and description yeah. while doing like it's not just I'm going to make these things happen that are exciting. He the descriptions of it and the way I could see like you know in slow motion I could see all these other little things, the side things sort of happening as the bigger things were happening, and it was uh-huh. it was amazing. You know, it was really really amazing. And again, this is going to go back to how do you how do you do those things on how a, are you going on to a screen? Yeah, on screen. Yeah, it could it could easily become just noise on screen, just visual noise, uh-huh. um, where yeah. it's just loud and dark and 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 just there's too much going on uh but Mm -hmm. when you're reading it you never lose focus on the main characters which is something that is a real challenge when it comes to like an epic action sequence is you still 
have to be invested in your like the two people you're following. You know, someone who's like running through uh, you know Lyra and Will moving through this insane battle that is taking place on the ground, in the mm-hmm. air, way up in the air. Both mm-hmm. si- two fortress floating fortresses, you know, one giant fortress and one floating cloud fortress, and it's <sighs> like every single thing has its own beat, and yeah. you don't, you're not like, oh, where Lyra and Will? It's like, no, you know exactly where they are. You know mm-hmm. exactly they went from bloody water to clear water. Like every little detail is so crystal clear, mm-hmm. and it's so smartly done. And and in the midst of all this, you even find out that. Um, the lady Salmachia is hasn't moved in seven seconds. You we're, know, we're we're not there yet. Uh, I'm we sorry, we're I'm not sorry. that battle yet. I know. I was, I was, I'm moving too far. <laughs> but, but it's just another huge, huge action action sequence. You know, yeah. there's so yeah. much going on. Able to sort of pull these little details that keep you so grounded, and you don't lose focus. Like it's not a Transformers movie. You know, it's like I don't even know who the good guys are. Like right. who they are I rooting for? Yeah, it's just metal. You know, at this point. Um, so, so sorry, sorry to get ahead of myself. Um, so they're, they're, they, they, they are able to, um, they, they cut out of the land of the dead to rest. Mm-hmm. Um, shortly after this moment, and this is something I really wanted to talk about is it's very, very dark. Um, Right, right as they're climbing out, it's very, very dark, and they're using the light of this dying dragonfly to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they go back in, they don't really, they don't have the dragonfly anymore, so it's just so dark and so hard to see. And Lyra is sort of attempting to, they're, they're, they're still navigating. They're still trying to find their way to where they need to be, which is where Azrael is in, in that world, and they need to be in the right place to do that. Her reading of, of the alethiometer here has gotten she's she's laboring to get through it she's it used to be easy and now she is struggling to read it it's it's harder even turning the the knobs is hard for her now she's getting closer to her demons getting close to settling she's getting close to maturity now um do you think part of it is it's not just physically you know, physical maturity is one thing, but do you think part of it is also that her experiences have pushed her maturity forward also? Like she's, what she's experiencing is maturing her rapidly as well, just on an, like an emotional level. Oh, I'm sure they have. I mean, yeah, I think, I mean, they absolutely would have to, but is that, I mean, but are those the things that push the demon to settle? I mean, it seemed to me that it was more the the physiological changes that were really the impetus for the for the um, well for the specter to mm-hmm. attack and for the demon to settle. Like you didn't mean like there's it's more of a of a physical thing um, because goodness, I mean, will just will alone, you know, his mature, you know, his his demon would have already been settled if he had one, you know, with, with the amount of ex- trauma, <laughs> you know, that he's had yeah. and, and no, the way that point. he's had to mature emotionally to take care of his mother and to be, you know, caring for her and then caring for Lyra. And, um, so I, I feel like maybe it's more the, um, the physical stuff for the, for the demon changing. But I, I also think, you know, and I know she's been in situations before, but I, I've, you know, I know here too, she is still so full of, of fear. And, and I, and I'm wondering if some of that, you know, to have to have that clear mind, uh, that it's maybe something that's also inhibiting her ability to just be able to read it. I do agree though, that I think it's as she's getting older, she's losing that connection. But I also just wonder if it's, you know, she's been through so much at a time, although she's been through a lot in <laughs> throughout every book, she's had all these big things. But just, just trying to think, like maybe some of that is also what keeps her from. I, I thought it, it was her um, disconnect from Pan that was allowing her to do it because you know she's no longer right now. She's not connected mm-hmm. to her demon at all, and mm-hmm. um, you know there's got there, there there's an element of connecting to like this life force. And I mean, dust is what the, the demons are made of. 
So it's you know it kind of stands to reason that she's she when when she gave up Pan, she gave up her connection to the alethiometer to some degree. And the fact that she's still able to use it at all is probably just by, you know, by dint of, of how strong her, her connection to her, her life really is, how strong her connection to pan really is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Though, you know, you, thinking about what you guys are saying, it does, uh, you know, make me, uh, want to be a little more charitable to, uh, the 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 guy from the magisterium who read the alethiometer <laughs> like it's just maybe it's it's because he's older and he's just not able to anymore and we should be nicer to him <laughs> than to make fun of him for it taking days to to read it and um, Asriel's guy too like he yeah he gets wiped man like, I mean they're like can we let him rest Asriel like well he should have already rested like get him back up <laughs> this poor guy is like just wrecked. Ooh, step up your game, son. Um, <laughs> though what, what, what also what she made me think of when you were talking about the, uh, you know, her age and her experiences, it reminded me of, um, bed knobs and broomsticks. The probably my, like my second favorite, uh, Disney movie that very few people have seen outside of our age or age group. Um, and there's a song in it called the age of not believing. Mm hmm just really reminds mm-hmm. me of that. Like she's hitting that, you know, age of uh, not believing anymore. And uh, the closer she gets to it, the harder it is to imagine that this little device can see the future or, mm-hmm. you know, see things that aren't there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so they, they are able to, um, so will, is going to cut through here. We, we are, we have Lee with us. We yeah. have John with us. We have gracious wings with us. Uh, and Lyra, Lyra is with Will and Will is going to cut through, but he looks at his father and has a moment where he thinks of his mother and his father together and thinks of his mother again. And man, does he almost break that knife again? And wouldn't that have been it, it, he lets go of it and it sticks in the air. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Right. Right. Oh. Stop thinking about your mom, dude. Every time you think about your mom, this happens. Oh, I know, but I mean, what an impossible task. Yeah. Particularly for someone who is so empathetic for that particular, you know, mm-hmm. that particular person. And it's not, it's not in the same, you know, it, it's different than when he broke the knife thinking about his mother, but also thinking about Marissa mm-hmm. and like Lyra yes. all in yes. weird. That was kind of like this weird mush of you, but mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I, I, I just can't, I can't, I feel badly. I feel badly for him. And I could imagine that, you know, again, even, even the fact that it just stuck and didn't, you know, he still, I mean, he still had enough control or was trying hard enough to forget but i i mean i don't know i i just couldn't imagine having to do that it's very yeah. sweet and and you know lyra and you know, she says you know look look at me she folks she recenters him mm-hmm. that's yeah. again more maturity from her showing you know like mm-hmm. she's calm she's like look at me you know let's try this again um she he's getting a lot of support here I can, I don't know if Will's ever experienced this kind of like, you know, group support that he has in this crazy moment where they're like mm-hmm. crawling around with ghosts and and tiny people and and harpies. Like he's having a moment here where he's he feels a lot of support. It um it was it was it was really interesting um watching their their you know the their little family basically mm-hmm. had been. The four of them, um, the Galvespians and Will and Lyra, for a while now, for a good portion of the this the book, and watching you know pe- that family grow has uh, and, and into a real support network. You know the harpies, the ghosts, everyone is there to to make this happen. Is uh, really really interesting, really special. But I'd like to touch on uh, Gracious Wings for a second. I heard that name, read that name, well, I heard that name. And um, 
in my little pony for me. I'm sorry. That is not, uh, I think that's like the weakest of the, of the things in this book. And if that's the weakest thing in the book, then it, this book is magnificent. But, uh, you know, it, 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 I, the name was silly and I couldn't, I chuckled. The name didn't blow me away either. Um, but I wonder if, you know, it is a, it is a child who's named this, you know, this creature. It's it's a what a eleven twelve year old girl. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and if you really think back to like the other names in the book, you know, I wonder if you know is Silver Tongue quite as cool as it? You know, it's True. pretty cool, but it's still like hmm, Silver Tongue, huh? Like that's yeah. kind of weird. Yeah, uh, I, I wonder if it is it is it because it's a kid or like should it be like an awesome name or should it be like a sweet name, a name that a, a kid would give this, you know, disfigured, horrific creature um, that has like warmth and like, and gracious is a warm word. Mm-hmm. And, and she has wings. <laughs> it's very literal. Yeah, she does. Um, and they saved her. Those wings saved her. That's uh, true. It, it does ring a little weird when you're reading it. And, and she's like, you know, I'll see you again, Lyra. And Lyra's like, I, you know, gracious wings. I'll see you when I die. And I'm not afraid. It, it is. You're reading it a few times. It's like, okay, <laughs> I'm ready to not read this, this name anymore. <laughs> uh, so I, 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 I get it. And I, I, I tend to agree, but I'm trying to sort of convince myself, Hey, you know, she's a, she's a kid, you know, she named this creature, yeah. you know, uh, kind of a sweet, um, non-offensive name that I wonder if, you know, no name who's never had a name other than no name would have been like, wow, I have a name now. And it's, it's so like warm and fuzzy, this name. And, you know, since you, you put it that way, the, that, that, you know, she, it is an 11 year old girl. And, and the, the, uh, the, the things that I compared it to are the target, our audience is 11 and 12 year old girls. It all, it, it does. It makes sense. So yes, I, I, been- I remove my criticism. If it was Pinkie Pie, maybe that would have been a little bit much. Don't you comfort Pinkie Pie, man. <laughs> Twilight Sparkle. I mean, you're right. If we start naming those, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, that could be. We, yeah, it sounds a little bit like a Equestria. <laughs> a little bit. Um, so, we, okay, so we touched on Gracious Wings. All right, so they've, um, they say goodbye. This is the moment we did already talk about where the, um, um, the ghosts, you know, are able to escape the land of the dead, which is pretty special. Um, and and they, they, they are digging around. They're looking for, they're looking for um, Azriel's world. Of course, they know that they, um, they now know that that's where their demons are. Uh, they need to find them. That's very important. So they, um, I, let me just make sure I'm not missing anything here. I don't want to go did, too fast. Did skip um, Mary's chapter. Yes. Did we not uh, talk about that? Lord Lord Azriel and um, Marissa had their kind of wonderful chapter, half a chapter together. Oh, and she, so yeah, when, when Marissa has found out that Lyra's still alive, um, she uh, gets the information from um, the, uh, the gentleman who reads for Azriel and he, um, he gives, she offers him some coffee and, and he tells her everything she wants to know. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lyra's alive. Um, Mar- Marissa's relieved. Azriel, I, I wrote down a few things here, which, and one of the big ones is like, Azriel finally gets it because this is where Azriel starts to talk about how, his role may have already been played out Mm -hmm. and now it is all about the kids Mm -hmm. and it's all about protecting the demons. He even says at one point, do not startle them. Do not scare them. Just protect Mm -hmm. them. And it's like, man, who, where's this cat been? It's like, he's actually become the parent. I mean, we understand that as parents, that's our, that's our job. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not really anything we do at this point is icing on the cake that we've made for them. Mm-hmm. And I think he's he's there, and I think Marissa's got there before he did. But I think that's where they both are now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a real there's a real connection there, and, th- and they have that 
that great half chapter, as you're saying, Travis, about, you know, even they reconnected in a way. He he says something about um, he under he underestimates her. He underestimated her. He wasn't even going to give her a role in this battle. Mm-hmm. He was like, don't bother her. Just let her rest. Mm-hmm. And then he said, you know what? Every time I think that she's out, she's she surprises me and she's stronger than I think she is. Mm-hmm. So he's like, even about Marissa, he's like, you know what? She's, she's more, she's more, she's stronger than I thought she was. The kids have, have blown me away, you know, about like what they've accomplished. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like awe inspiring to him. And he, he sort of, instead of just being so self-centered and so self-focused and sing his singular, um, his drive is so about him and what he wants, but now it's like he's sharing that responsibility a little bit and even committing to his daughter being the the most important person alive. Mm-hmm. Kind of amazing. But at the same time, she's the most person, most important person alive in the context of his greater. Of system. his great, yes. Well, that's that's well, true. Too. Right. And, and and I hate to be like I don't want to. I'll be a devil's advocate here, but you know, he, he only now that when he, because he realizes she's, it's her like that. He realizes her place when, when he, I think it's in chapter 28 or, or whatever, where, where they're like, the angels are all coming for her. He's like, for her, my daughter, it wasn't enough that she, you know, did this, went to Svalbard and, and fooled the king of the bears. And it's not enough that she went and now she's in the land of the dead. And now the angels like, he, I don't know. I, there's this, there's an, he's an opportunist, you know? And, and I, I'll be honest. I, I feel more like, empathetic and sort of sympathetic and like accepting of Marissa's turn, mm-hmm. which has come mm-hmm. about continually, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and we've talked before earlier in the books, how we were like, eh, we're, she's not, you know, she's trying to be a mom. She's not a mom, but, but like it has at least had this very sincere kind of turnaround as far as she, however she could go. And like, I don't know. I just feel now he's just like, Oh, you know, it's a heel turn. Well, I think you're it's I think you're spot turn. on, Joanna. And the the line that he says, I I just found it, um, where where he starts. I'm not going to try to act it out, but the first thing he says is, "My daughter," you know, and he's like, "Cried Lord Azrael," and isn't it something to bring a child like that into the world? Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's that like, was pretty funny. Look what I made. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I mean, he did nothing to to make her what she was. Nothing. He, Right. He had her, and uh, you know, Marissa had her, and he dumped her. He dumped her on the scholars. He did nothing to make her who she is. But then he's he's like, you know, and that boy, I want to meet that boy. So Shake it's not hand. that, yeah. yeah, it's not that yeah. he's saying so much that, you know, my daughter really is an awesome person. Wow, it's like that human who I have made is an awesome person. And so is this person. Right. He's amazing. I want to see them because they're going to help my plans come to fruition. Go me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and look, I get, I get the devil's advocate and, but it, it, it's a real heel turn. It's like a Daenerys Targaryen level heel turn. Um, but he, it's, it's still just to, you know, again, just to sort of play the other side of the coin He's been told this over and over and over again. At every time, every scene we've seen Azrael since the first book, people are like, oh, the girl and this and that. And he's so dismissive. So he's like, no, no, no. So I feel like he finally, it's like she had to do a lot to finally, he's, he's like, oh my God. Yeah. Look at all the stuff she did. It was like all the little stuff finally added up and like a light went off in his head and he was like, Oh, I get, I get it now. Yeah. Um, but it was never her as a her, what, which who mm-hmm. she was that he respected. It's now the things that she's done. Yes. Yeah, that he, but that's, yeah. that's who he is. I mean, at least that isn't a change for him. You know, that yeah. is exactly who he is. It's yeah. all about who, you know, what you do and, and you know, your stature. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's he, even back in the, um, um, in the first book, you know, some of those, those moments he had with the, the scholars at Jordan, yeah. He's, 
you know, it's like about respect and, and hierarchy and all that stuff. Like he's Mm -hmm. very driven by that. Yeah. Yeah. So where do we come down on this? Do we think that he's made, um, made a, a, a positive, he's made a face turn as a father or that he's, you know, just now respecting that uh, Lyra has done a lot of awesome stuff. I'd like to see him with her, a mm-hmm. scene with her, like in the same room mm-hmm. um, before I fully commit. Cause right now Lyra is a concept. Yes. Than a real, real person. You know, it's mm-hmm. like my daughter, my daughter, you know? Yeah. But when, when they're face to face, like, what is that? Like what will happen? You know, is he yeah. going to be drawn to her? You know, is it going to be an embrace? You know, what what is it? What's going to happen? Yeah. Now I'm going to nerd out for a minute and talk a little bit about the the fortresses. You gotta love because that. I'm pretty psyched about the about this. The 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 regents, the Metatron, his his fortress is the Clouded Mountain, and they call it the Chariot. It's it. It, it's just, it's a big moving evil castle. Shimmering. Yes. Um, yeah. It not made, it's like not rock. It's like not, you know, Marissa describes it in a very interesting way as she approaches it, where it's mm-hmm. just like stairs and colonnades and balconies. It's just like, it's hard to even imagine what that looks like. It's like just it's an Escher painting in my head. Yes. Just, you know, it's and yeah, you're right. It's it's a that's a really good um, analogy because it's just endless steps and and railings and balconies and and even when she lands on it, it's like she's just climbing stairs constantly. Like, where is she going? It's like, how do you even know where to go? But you know, think about Marissa for a second. Just think about the audacity of the person who's willing to go to Metatron's fortress. Fly there on a, a whirly gig, a whirly yeah. the, and I'm, I'm going to do this. Totally. And, and, and what yeah. she does in the face of what she, you know, I kind of, it was funny because before she gets found, I thought more and more about how she's just like walking around and nobody's paying any attention to her really. And mm-hmm. I was thinking like, kind of like Borg, you know, the angel's like, eh, she's not important. And they're yeah. just running around to it until she finally gets addressed. And then she tricks this angel to take her to, to see Metatron mm-hmm. um, is sly and mm-hmm. they'd never have experienced someone like her before. Um, she has confidence. You could say anything about her throughout the, the trilogy, but she's never not been like a ball breaker and like yeah. a, a confident person. Uh, and then also a confident woman. It's, she's not just a confident woman person but the power of being a woman is something that mm-hmm. she wields um and she even wields it with metatron yeah and ho- i mean holy cow does she ever mm-hmm. what she does to him and that can i read that we're running mm-hmm. long we're running really long guys yeah i mean how could we not right we always okay. do. we always do uh this bit had i flipped out um so he's he he like he reads he dresses her down he reads her mm-hmm. corruption and envy and lust for power cruelty and coldness a vicious probing curiosity pure poisonous toxic malice it goes on and on like that for another paragraph <laughs> yep and then she says that voice delivering that judgment shook Mrs. Culture profoundly she knew it was coming and she dreaded it. And yet she hoped for it too. And now that it had been said, she felt a little gush of triumph. She she she, she baited him. She it was did. A, it was a trap. She was waiting for him to just unload on her till he had nothing else, and then move in and do her culter thing. There's there's no one else in this book that could have pulled that off. Mm-hmm. Um, because her, you know, yeah, was, he he had wives in plenty, and we knew he loved the ladies and. Once he he'd spent his ammunition, she just went in and did her thing. Mm-hmm. His his description's pretty great. Um, how bright he is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he, she asked him to turn it down. Yeah, and, and then yes, it was like did. it was like looking at the sun through smoked glass. Mm-hmm. It was so bright, and she could like make out features, but she could only she couldn't even tell if he was clothed 
because his eyes were all she could she could really regard. It was so intense to be around him. Mm-hmm. And we get a little bit of his story. You know, this is a very biblical moment where he sort of says, I'm X, Y, and Z, son of, you know, blank, 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 Adam, you know. Uh, he he was taken when he was 65 years old um, by the authority. Uh, who we get to see, by the way, um, we saw the authority in a little, you know, a big mistake, but, you know, they're like, hey, take him somewhere else, but we don't want to draw a lot of attention to him, so just you four take him somewhere else. And mm-hmm. that is not going to work out great for uh, the authority. No. Who's cac- you know, it's it's interesting because the authority is still a powerful angel. He's still um, his like cackle or laugh or whatever is like she has to like cover her ears because mm-hmm. it's so intense. Mm-hmm. But he's still just like he's grotesque. It's like a grotesque version of like a shiny angel. Mm-hmm. I, I want to see this too quite a bit. <laughs> I want to see what they do with this, but yeah, it's like pretty, pretty great. Um, and just so we can stay with him for a second, they carry him off the fortress and a cliff ghast spots them, um, on the way out. And that's ultimately not gonna, that's what I was referencing about. It's not going to work out well for him. And a lot of cliff, cliff ghasts go after him. Mm-hmm. Whoops. Num num. Yep. And then we get to see the importance of the, the babbling Arctic fox. We were like, what the heck? Chapters and chapters and chapters ago, like, why does this fox know how to talk? Why does it matter? And now he remembers what the little fox said. And it's like, he can't wait to go and like tell his brothers. Are the yep. Cliff Gas free agents? Who are they? Are they fighting for? Who are they fighting for? I think they just do their, they're just doing their thing. They're just in it, right? They're just yeah. battling. They're like this, the you know, this side of being animals. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. They're just, yeah, they're in it. But it's like, mm-hmm. it's hard to say who they're really fighting for. They're just causing chaos. Mm-hmm. They're right. Attacking, they're just attacking whatever. The specters do appear to be on the side of the authority. They're, yes. they're like attacking specifically mm-hmm. Azrael's forces. It's kind of uh-huh. funny, though, that the yeah. specters are... Is uh, you know basically you've got uh, angels and demons, um, you know fighting on the side of the authority. Yeah, yeah, and then the witches are on the side of you know the witches are on um, Azrael's side, um, mm-hmm. men and you know men are on the side of of uh, Azrael. Galavespians are on the, it's a, it's an interesting makeup of of and also and he has angels too. Yeah, the angels. I'm, I'm still mm-hmm. kind of awed by their weakness and how much they desire being having flesh and having the strength of being alive and Mm -hmm. how important that is to them and how they really are not that's not that strong. No, they're not. It's, it's why like a billion of them that make a cloud. They're so thick. Mm -hmm. Isn't like freaking out. Azrael's not freaking out, you know? Um, it's like, oh, we can, you know, we can, we can handle this. It's the specters mm-hmm. that is a little more terrifying. Right. But weren't the angels' strength also determined by their, like, rank? Yeah, yeah. Like, wasn't that also, like, the higher their rank? Because that was part well, of Minotron's the, that's strong. part of the, right, that's part of, of Minotron is that he's this highest rank. And so he is extremely, I mean, he's extremely, extremely powerful. Um, but... Yeah, I th- and I think there's a difference then between the angels that were always angels and the angels that, like, Metatron were human and then became angels. Mm-hmm. But in the end, yeah, I think it's, 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 he doesn't seem too worried. I and mean, it's, it's, like, it's like a good Texan, right? Like, they're outnumbered. It's a good, like, the battle, the, the, the forces that are coming over it is not favoring Azrael. It is not, but he's he's okay with that. Um, I don't want to rush this to. We're not going to get to the show because I'm going to have to go before we get to the show. I'm yeah, sorry. we're not going to get to the show. We're not going to. So we'll, that's fine. We'll we'll bundle it and maybe we just do a show episode next time. Yeah. Um, I mean, what the heck, right? Um, I wanted to, you know, we're we're getting close to the end here, and we did talk a little bit about the what happened with the bomb and what Azrael ultimately ultimately sees 
this giant battle is going on and raging. Mm-hmm. Um, but the forces of the authority turn away when the, when the, um, specters come into the, come into fight. Mm-hmm. So they need to give them a little bit of space. Um, Galavespians and their age, can this, when can this, can the specters get an, a Galavespian? Gosh, uh, they'd have to do it really soon. I, I guess they, they, they could do it pretty, pretty soon. And then, you know, towards the, the rest of their lives. You know, for for a Galvespian, it would be you like know, one, one year old, a year, and, they and then see, they can go after them. See them, yeah. Right. Okay. It's like when that when they hit that age, you know, you know, whatever whatever we call that, the, that the line mm-hmm. that they can go after. Yeah. Um, the so it, Will and I were running around this battle, which I jumped this I jumped the gun and talked about too too early, but they're running around this battle, and the Will's having with that separation of his demon and his demon being um, uh, in trouble, mm-hmm. being physically, maybe physically in trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was interesting. It was a scalded space in his body, mm-hmm. and he had an acute tenderness there, which I think Joanna, you you had uh, you had mentioned when he first started feeling that um, in the land of the dead. Uh, Will is really going through. I think he he throws up. You know, he's so and like Lyra's like, oh, I know exactly what what's happening to him. You know, she mm-hmm. she knew exactly what was happening and why he was feeling that way. Um, and he doesn't have a name for his demon. And so she's calling out to Pan and he's just yelling. You know, he just doesn't have he's connected yeah. to something that he's but, never met. But he starts yelling for Pan, too. Yes. They, he knows they've got to be together. Right. I yeah. mean, they, they've got to be together. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're both cats right now, too. So mm-hmm. that that has been revealed because um when Marissa and and uh, Azrael were together, it was revealed that two demons were found, two cats, mm-hmm. and uh, that's when they they left that room looking for them. They want those demons, yeah. and it's really the bait that Marissa uses with Metatron that like mm-hmm. I can get you their demons. You know, do you want do you want the kids? Mm-hmm. Um, God, there's a lot going on in this. <laughs> so it's so funny how you know we've basically had two and three quarters of a book that have been, you know, pretty moderately paced. It wasn't a fast paced thing. Last few chapters, boom, 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 boom. And it, it doesn't feel over it. Uh, I don't, I, I, it's a, it's a little overwhelming, but not, um, unpleasantly so. Yeah. You know, we, there's, it, it's, it's, it's done incredibly well. Um, we even get a little bit of time, um, with the assassin, who um, shoots one of those bird creatures in the head and has maybe one of the mm-hmm. most disgusting deaths awful. I've ever read. It was awful. Awful. Just awful to so read. Awful. Um, so I don't know what is going to go on with, with that. Um, you know, Mary's certainly in trouble, and I'm worried about Mary, of course. Uh, but that mm-hmm. sequence, man, is very short. Very, like, mm-hmm. just a little breath. It was a really short, short chapter. Really short. Was. Mm-hmm. It was, but the, but the importance of it, I think the impact of it was, was really what the, the because at the, the end, the very last part, I think of that chapter is it's, it's Father Gomez, right? Father yeah. Gomez. The, right. And they said that, um, after that one died, he looked at the rest of them and they kind of looked at him, but they looked at his gun and he was like, good. Once they can, once they fear me, then they're like, they're my, like, so it's like this idea that he is, you know, he is just there to wreak destruction on everything and and he killed that one to gain the all you know that an army of these i can't remember what they're called now oh my goodness those the, the boat things the bird sail things yeah 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 oh, man, st- kill the biggest guy in the yard to prove that you're the mm-hmm. the toughest mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah um so I have to do um, my human duties, my my home duties. But um, mm-hmm. I so so appreciate chatting with you guys um, a second week in a row. It's making me very happy. I know it's crazy. I'm pretty elated. So next week, Love do you want to just focus on the show? You know, you know, you were mentioning, you know, what if we were going to do two today, which which we're not going to get to, and I apologize because I said we were. Um, if next week 
since we would have maybe done three and four next week, why don't we do a show a palooza and get a little bit closer? And I don't know if you think this is a good idea, Travis, but if we only did the show, do you think we could do two, three and four next week? Two, three and four um, of the show. Yeah, I don't see why not. What do you think, Joanna? I mean, I've not seen four, you but I feel like four. yeah, four yeah, is going to get you. But I, I know. I mean, just thinking about two and three, I feel like I could. There's an, there's enough going on in talk, but not so much. I think that it's going to be. There's meat yeah, there. I think we can yeah. do it. Yeah. I said it's we've hit it. the story beats already. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, again, we so appreciate you guys listening. Please listen, like, subscribe. You're already listening right now, but like and subscribe and give us a review. We love reading them, even the bad ones. There's a really funny bad one on Apple that uh, just tickles me when I read it. Um, <laughs> it's like someone who it, it's it's so trolly. It's like someone who um, has never read the books and hasn't seen a movie, has no interest now. And now because they listen to our podcast has no interest in reading it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I was like, yay, we got one. (laughs) Um, but it's, it's really worth it. It's very short. Um, but we, we so appreciate your uh, your comments and look for us on Facebook, of course, and we're on Instagram, although we're a little weak in those categories. We'll try to maybe get back into that stuff a little bit more. Got back on Twitter today. Back on. Thank you, Travis. So the, the password was a big one. Um, and I'll, I'll do some uh, Instagramming and we'll get back on the horse. All right. All right, kiddos. We'll uh, talk to you soon and see you next week where we will talk about the show, episodes two, three and four of season two. All right. See you. Cool.